0: Do you want to get cognitive dissonance streamed to your iPhone or Blackberry? If so, download Stitcher free today at Stitcher.com. Hi, Tom and Cecil.
1: Um, I just had to tell you guys this story. So I just left a Christmas party for my work, and I overheard a conversation with two older ladies. T- talking about the Bible and it was the craziest conversation I've ever heard. So the one older lady said, did you know that um, people live to be 900 years old in the Bible? Like, that doesn't happen anymore because of Cain and Abel and sin entering into the garden of Eden. And then the other lady says, yeah, I know. And like, there used to be um, people who were half man, half horse like, I know people like that exist, and I know that people do believe everything that the Bible says to be true, but it was just so weird to hear two women, probably in their 70s, saying that they think centaurs used to exist before <laughs> sin enters the world. Uh, anyway, I, I had to share that with you guys. Uh, okay, bye. Hey
2: guys, this is Gabe. I real quickly wanted to share my cognitive dissonance work story with you. I'm, I'm sure that most stories that mix your podcast and work just end in utter disaster and unemployment, but mine doesn't, and I thought you might enjoy hearing it. So my team and I have been putting in some late hours at work lately, and after everyone else in the office leaves, people usually pull out the iPods and play some music out loud and stuff. So the guy in the cubicle next to me puts his on, and it's right in the middle of cognitive dissonance episode. Nothing to send through anything, but, you know, just, it's definitely you guys, and I can hear him immediately fumbling to turn it off, clearly thinking to himself, Jesus, what am I doing? So, a few minutes go by, and I hear him, I hear him get back to work, and I shout, Dolphins! The sound from his keyboard stops, and there's a long pause, and he shouts back, Foot
3: massage!
2: So, (laughs) there's there's some back and forth with this until finally someone else in the office shouts, Are you guys okay? But anyway, now, I have a fun new friend at work, thanks to you guys. So, Glory Hole!
4: Is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical. It's political. And there is no welcome, at This is episode five.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Tom, it's episode Sorry. negative five. <laughs> negative. This is episode 128.3. Point three.
4: Good. For those... Keeping track or episode one thirty, it 130. could go almost any direction. One, I want to point out, Cecil, that you you had me here. You know, you had me here with the what fucking episode <laughs> is it, Tom? <laughs> <laughs> huh? What
3: episode? <laughs> Those are all in caps. You know what it needs? It needs a couple of exclamation points that go into ones. So, so for our listeners' benefit,
4: Cecil compiles the notes. So, if, and if he didn't, I would, we would have, I mean, if he didn't do all of the work, I would, we would have no show. So, you that's know, not I true. find-
3: Tom, Tom sleeps and farts. Yeah, that's true. So those I are do. things yeah. that Tom's does on right. occasion.
4: So I find the stories and I tweet them and Facebook them or right. whatever. Right, right. Tom Google plus them. And then Cecil compiles all of that into notes that we use to put the show together. And he fucks with me. He's absolutely fucking with me. On what? the show
3: numbers at this point. No, I'm not. Maybe you should just fucking know what number it is. I don't know. Without no. me having to prompt you. I d let's let's be realistic. Here. <laughs> let's just if <laughs> we know. were realistic, Tom, we wouldn't have a podcast. That's true, right? <laughs> <laughs> so this last week, uh, we did a uh a release of a video. Tom and I got together at Tom's house uh last time when we recorded uh with Adam from The Herd Mentality. So if you haven't heard that show, that's episode 129. And Adam was on our show from The Herd Mentality. And we recorded at Tom's house. And during the day, we got together and we recorded ourselves drinking eggnog. So that's on our website. It's going to be on this episode 130, dissonancepod.com. So we're going to embed that video in this episode so you can see it if you didn't see it yet. Uh, But the reaction is, you know, what you would expect. Tom and I also... We got together and we made eggnog from scratch too because we had heard, you know, we bought that store bought garbage, oh, and was, oh. you know, you can understand what our reaction was was not good. Ew. But then we we decided because we, you know, Tom, the fucking bunch of people were always just like, oh, well, you just are doing it wrong. You're just doing it wrong. Right. Right. You gotta you gotta right. make it. So we we made it. Yes, we did. It was. I will
4: admit, the homemade eggnog was better. Yeah, but in t- the sense that like, it would be like the comparable right would be. Hitting yourself in the face with a sledgehammer is store-bought eggnog. Yeah. Like it's that bad. It's it's it blots out all memory. In fact, <laughs> I actually couldn't remember the I I when Cecil posted the video, I couldn't remember having done the video because it was I was fucking traumatically blocked <laughs> from the memory. I had to watch it and I had fucking flashbacks like I was in fucking having like crazy PTSD. I was huddled in a corner shaking and (laughs) sucking my thumb. My wife had I was rocking back and forth rhythmically to soothe
3: myself the whole time. It was terrible. And your wife didn't notice any difference, really. Yeah, she was like, oh, he's getting better. Yeah. So
4: So if, if, if store bought eggnog is hitting yourself in the face with a sledgehammer. Homemade eggnog
3: is hitting yourself in the face with a ball peen hammer. Right. <laughs> You're or, still hitting the face yeah. with a hammer. Yeah. Right? Or or Tom it's like the difference between licking a relatively clean ashtray and a dirty ashtray. You're just like, right. yeah, well they're, they're both really bad. They're both yeah. really not tasty. And the fucking eggnog that we made was thick, gloopy shit. And it just disgust it didn't taste good. Anyway, and we made it with quality ingredients. Like we made it with quali- we made it with all the ingredients that they look for. We fucking cut open a goddamn vanilla bean and put it in there and worked its way. I mean, we did all the stuff that is you're supposed to do. Um but it's just not—it's not good. And this week, when we posted this video, we got a ton of different remarks. A bunch of people. Somebody's like, "You guys are wussies," and I'm like, "I'm a wussy because I don't take my fucking bourbon with cream and sugar." <laughs> like, are you kidding me? <laughs> How
4: dare you drink that yeah. straight up? You should I just put some- like bourbon. You know, the thing is, it—it has the consistency of congealing melted ice cream. Right. It really does. Like, it's like ice cream that has melted and then you left it out overnight so it has that funky fucking skin across the top of it when you're skin. going to pour it down the drain <laughs> it's like a weird like ice cream skin gravy thing it's it's more gravy horrible. than anything else. yeah it's awful it's disgusting it is so much worse than i remembered just the first whiff of it cecil and i'm not fucking around when we open that thing up the whiff of it was genuinely appalling. It was. And it my was, first thought was, yeah. fuck the listeners. I don't want to yeah, do this I can't video. do this. Yeah, it's I, bad. It's abort, abort. It's like so I was bad. considering, like, like, slitting my Achilles tendon <laughs> and hobbling
3: away. Just anything, anything. <laughs> Whatever. To not you have do to make that video. To get out of it. I mean, it's just so, it was so bad. But, you know, even the stuff you made like that we made together was not a tasty food. It's not good. And the thing is, is like, okay, look, I understand there's people out there like, Oh, you're crazy. It's delicious. Okay, great. You like it. Good. That's awesome. I'm happy for you that you like it. It is just repulsive to me. It is altogether right to discriminate
4: against homosexual behavior. I'm arguing that it's time that we as conservatives, that we rehabilitate the word discriminate that we reclaim it, that we dust it off, and that we use it, and that we use it unapologetically. And I believe we need to begin to say, look, it is altogether right for a rational culture to discriminate against homosexual behavior. So our first story comes from BBC.com, or .co, actually, because they're not cool enough to have a .com. BBC.co.uk. Ugandan MPs pass life-in-jail anti-homosexuality law. Uh, Way to go, Uganda. Way to be there. Uh, Uganda, and we've covered this before, Uganda is uh, sort of like the next frontier, Cecil, for Christian missionaries who are getting um, edged out of the civilized world and don't have anywhere (laughs) left to spread their message of hate. And so they're turning to the developing world um, to help the developing world develop into a bigger shithole than it is now
3: they 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 make a lot of a lot of different weird connections here in this where they're talking about a miniskirt ban and a homosexuality ban and now we had talked about all this stuff before but they were just that was just when they were thinking about it now right. it's actually been passed and yeah, no, uh, somebody posted on our on our Facebook page and said you know look you guys should really talk about this because you guys reach more people than I can obviously but also it's just it's just one of those things that people need to know about and it's it's a sad day in the world when not only is this stuff banned, but people from other countries that find like there was a guy on here who somebody found some uh gay porn that he had and 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 he he can possibly get several years in jail. And then at one point it says, I'm gonna read directly the article, it says, Meanwhile, a local newspaper has been condemned for publishing the names and addresses of people it said were gay. Um that's probably not going to go over very well. I mean, like you know, I, and, I, and I you know I hate to fucking Godwin myself, but I'm listening to like the the rise and fall of the Third Reich right now as an audiobook and they're talking about all the different tactics that they did to get rid of like the Jews and things like that. And I mean, that's like right out of their their playbook. You know what I mean? Like publishing these people's names in the in the paper. You know what I mean? It's like right out of their. It's awful. That's a terrible thing to do.
4: Yeah, I mean what it's it's this is this is the um you know what 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 I was immediately reminded of um was the uh the sort of indiscriminate roundups when the US went over to uh Afghanistan after nine eleven and people would get rounded up because, you know, they owe their neighbors some money and their neighbors mad and you know, the American troops kick down the door and say, Do you know any you know, Taliban or whatever? Right. right. And then they go and to the oh, to to Guantanamo. Fucking, yeah, my neighbor fucking whatever Uh, yeah, he's, he's, he fucking shoots three Americans a week, you know, and then that guy, next thing you know, he's got a hood on his head and he's sitting in Gitmo for the next six years, you know? Um, these things are rife for abuse. Uh, how do you define, I mean, really, like, I mean, let's, let's talk about, like, how do you define somebody who's homo, like, how do you criminalize homosexuality? Do you have to catch somebody engaging in a sexual act? Do they... Do you have to just kind of think that they probably do it? Do they have to admit to it? You know, what if they have a close friend? You know, what if they're asexual and they have a a same-sex roommate? You know, I mean what how do you legislate what happens behind closed doors but between consenting adults? You don't. What what you do instead is you develop a system that's built
3: around human rights abuses. That's what this is built around. And life
4: in prison?
3: Yeah. Well look at this look at this image of Africa, the bottom here, Tom, the image of Africa that has all those red areas. I know. You know they're all places where a consensual same-sex relationships are e- illegal and you know i'm just going to i'm going to quickly try to count 1 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 11 12 13 14 15 16 17 18 19 20 2 i would say maybe between 26 and 30 countries that have this that are red here i mean that's Ugh. a sad state of affairs yeah it is it really is it's you know and and this is a direct result
4: of Christian missionary work. Right, right. That's what this is. Uh, Uganda, in particular, has been singled out by fundamentalist Christian missionaries who uh, helped to sponsor and even write the legislation. And this legislation, uh, life in prison, is a step down
3: from the Kill the Gays bill
4: that was originally proposed. So this is actually a moderated bill So being stuck in a Ugandan jail for the entirety of your life for the crime of loving someone the government doesn't want you to love, and well, how much more Orwellian can we get? Right? Um, This is this is actually a moderated bill. Um, And who bans a miniskirt? I don't know. And then and then has the nerve to call it evil in here? Like somebody (laughs) says, like this is a victory from Uganda. I'm glad Parliament has voted against evil. I mean. First they came for miniskirts and right. I said nothing. <laughs> I said, no, because right. I would have said something. <laughs> but when they
3: come for yoga pants, oh, forget it. The <laughs> blood will run in the streets. See, <laughs> tell you they will not get the not not out of my cold dead camel toe. Will they pull <laughs> the, the yoga pants away from me?
4: It'll be the the Lululemon riots of oh fourteen. <laughs> So wouldn't be a week on uh, cognitive dissonance lately without a good Klingerschmidt story. This one comes from Right Wing Watch, as I think they all do and <laughs> right, all will, right. because he's a fucking with A feud them. going on between right. the two of them. It's a Hatfield-McCoy situation. It's kind of great. Uh, Klingerschmidt gays have something unhuman, not inhuman, unhuman inside of them. Uh, this is spectacular. I just got a quote real quick. When they manifest sexual immorality, Klingerschmidt declared, there's something inside of them that is manifesting. Well done.
3: And on this show, we like to discern the spirits. And I I would say... (laughs) Hold on, hold on, hold on, before we move on, before you move on, that's like when there's like a rapper who sings a rap song and they rhyme the same word with the same word in the same next sentence and you're just like, that's the same word, that's not a rhyme, that's the same word. It's like when you say "Get out my face, bitch!" I'ma fuck you up, bitch. Be like, "Bitch" does not rhyme with "bitch." It's the same word. <laughs> it's, the dude. Same. it's the laziest. <laughs> yeah, it's rhyming like fucking. It, it's so lame and it's so lazy. You're just like, God, you couldn't think of another word. You couldn't think of another way to structure that sentence so you could actually have a rhyme. No, God. No, no. There's a no. Beyonce song that Sarah listens to. I think it's Beyonce. I can't remember, but it's one of Rihanna or one. Of, it's the same. It's interchangeable. Woman. Right. Right. you know, singer or whatever. Somebody Chris Brown. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but she essentially, she's like, she says something, she's talking about like getting rid of a guy and she's like, uh, I'm going to be, I'm, I want you gone in a minute. My other boyfriend's going to be here in a minute. I'm like, minute doesn't rhyme with minute. <laughs> the fuck is wrong with you?
4: You know, but you you can't even blame them for it because they certainly didn't write it, right? <laughs> it's you know? true. It's, it's not like true. they wrote that thing. They're just fucking playing karaoke anyway.
3: So manifest, 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 oh, yeah. so manifest, manifesting. Uh. Yes. And on
4: this show, as opposed to others, we like to discern the spirits, and I would say that's a demonic spirit that is manifesting inside manifest. of them and sinning by an act of their consent of their free will. He's so redundant. It's awesome. They're cooperating with the devil, and there is something unhuman inside of them. There is something nonhuman inside of them, <laughs> non-human. and that should be discerned as something
3: not human.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I love this guy.
3: What this say? reminds me of, like like a really bad interpretation of that Heidegger, the being of the being <laughs> of the being of the being. Like it's just it's 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 not even that. You no, know, of course it's not even remotely that smart. But it's just. It's a pale comparison because it's all this manifest is the manifest of the manifest. that The free will is the free will of the free will. Non-human My- is the non-human of the not human.
4: It's it, it, you know, I'm reminded there's this book I listen to occasionally, like when we're trying to fall asleep, a David Rakoff uh book called Fraud. And there's he's trying to he he's trying to fill out this application. To become a uh, US citizen. And the questions are worded in that like ridiculously over complex legalese bullshit that like tax forms and government forms are sort of notorious for. And he stops at one point. And he says something like, I make my living with words and I cannot begin to parse the double <laughs> meanings and negative and the, the double negatives And, uh, like, like strange syntax and impossible grammar of this sentence. And I look at this and I just hear that sentence, like, repeated. It's like, I cannot begin to parse what you're trying to say here. Why are you saying it seven times? Like, he's got... Like every clause that he starts has got a subordinate clause that's like the same thing <laughs> that he was saying before. Like it doesn't offer subordinate any additional I'm not a
3: huge fan of subordinate clause. It's, he doesn't bring good a, gifts. It's terrible. They're smaller gifts. Yeah. They're not as. Yeah. Just they have to lean on the other gifts. So you necessarily get gi- less than the other <laughs> gifts. Yeah. Oh, how's your gift?
4: It's subordinate.
3: It's very subordinate. I don't know. Every week when we talk about Klinger-Schmidt, I just think you're a little Klinger-Smitten is more oh, what you, you are. you caught me. You got, got you're me. You're Klinger-Smitten. This guy, when he talks about Martin Luther King at a certain point, uh, he's just like goes. as Martin Luther King said and you're just like, "Yeah, what what that doesn't That's like not it's it's not like when you mention a civil rights leader, you're standing on bigot glue or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I'm on glue. You can't tag me. You can't. You know what I mean? Like, that's what it feels like to me. It's like, I'm mentioning a, a civil rights leader. Therefore. Base. Yeah, base. base. <laughs> it's base. It's base. I also like when he calls them unhuman. He says, you know, he says there's something non-human inside of them, and that should be discerned as something not human. I'm thinking... <laughs> non-human like what are we making gay cyborgs like what the <laughs> fuck is happening we're making them better stronger more fabulous is that what we're doing I don't like fucking it's I I I love this guy more than anything else he just he can he just spews out just garbage
4: <laughs> he, this would it would be awesome to actually have uh, a point counterpoint with this guy and Rob zombie and Rob's Zombie is just singing more human than a human <laughs> and this guy. Is- It's not human. More human than human. just back and forth. So we're going to take a break, and then later we're going to come back, because that's the kind of thing that we do. And if you want to get a hold of us, here's how you do it.
0: Want to get in touch with the show? Send an email to dissonance.podcast at gmail.com. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at dissonance underscore pod. Like the podcast page on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash dissonance pod, or just type cognitive dissonance into the Facebook search bar. Want your voice featured on our show? Leave a short message on our Google Voice at 740-74-DOUBT. That's 740-743-6828. Visit dissonancepod.com to see the news stories featured in the show, buy apps and merchandise, or just leave a comment. And to everyone who helps spread the word about the show by sharing it, tweeting it, and rating it on iTunes, glory hole. You fucking rock. So
4: this story comes from the raw story. Russian actor who ran for president wants to put all gay people in the oven. Gah. Um, so basically Russia's version of uh, uh, our former uh, Ronald Reagan. Um, Decides that he's going to spew some fucking crazy shit about putting the gays in the oven. I would put all the gays alive into an oven, he says. So
3: it's not like he's
4: misquoted here. Well, it's maybe not it's-
3: like this is out of context. Now, hold on, hold on. Now, I actually, I think maybe, maybe, maybe there's a um, translation problem. Don't, like, don't they call, like, uh, bundles of sticks faggots? They right? do. They so, do. So, I mean, well, maybe right. what he's yeah, saying right? is in Russia, we don't have a gas technology. We have to use wood stoves. We use wood stoves. <laughs> and we should shove faggots in the ovens. The, well, and he's I'm, being misquoted. The
4: fucking arrogant West. I know. And our inability to sympathize. And I mean, I can't believe that here I was judging this man. Right.
3: Uh, <laughs> how dare I? How dare I? Shame, Tom. Right. Shame, right. shame. Sure, sure. I can't believe it burned al- uh, but he although he on. does say burned alive, yeah. so that would uh, presume that the that the sticks you put in the oven would be alive, Yeah, they scream. Yeah, they, they do. scream. They make a nice particularly sound. Particularly when yeah. the sticks are made out of homosexual people.
4: Yeah, human people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's particularly aggressive about that. Didn't
3: we that. learn not to put people in ovens? Like, isn't that a thing we learned from, like, Hansel and Gretel?
4: Yeah, isn't that a thing we learned from, like, the Holocaust? Like, can't we just say, hey... You know what nobody thought was a good idea? Like, you know, can't we just all – if we can't – if we as a fucking world, as we as the earth cannot look back at the Holocaust and all kind of say, hey, (laughs) we may differ on a lot of things. (laughs) You believe in trickle-down economics and I don't. You know, you believe in uh, global warming and I am an idiot. You know, but (laughs) like – We can disagree and agree on a lot. You know, this world, we can have a lot of different viewpoints. But when the Holocaust is controversial and at some point like maybe we should revisit that. That struck me as a good plan. Then you're just you've just you just give up your human card. You're not even you're not even a human being anymore. You're not human. You have something unhuman inside of you. Not I can discern discern it.
3: Can you discern it really quick for me? Let is me... discerning like like an MC breaking it down? Is that what <laughs> on, that is? On this show, <laughs> we like to discern. <laughs> what I like, you know, okay, I don't like anything about this, but really what I think this this and that first story we talked about, people are having these really strong reactions in other countries about homosexuals and, you know, in one country they're saying they should burn them. And this guy probably, you know, with the way Russia is acting towards homosexuals and the way in which they're treating some of, you know, that population, they are not uh, being, I think, you know, that I don't think this guy is probably in the minority over there. He's definitely not in the minority in the sense that he doesn't like homosexuals. But I think that, you know, there's probably a large following of people that think that it's a good idea to, you know, injure them. Same thing goes for Uganda. So we have this, you know, we have this moment where I look around the United States and I think, man, we, we kind of got it pretty good. Like, what's the worst that's happening here right now? I mean, obviously, there's still people that get gay bashed and things like I understand that there's still some crimes that are committed against homosexuals, but we don't have somebody saying, let's put them in an oven. Like later on today, we're going to be talking about a guy with a really long beard who thinks that he doesn't like him. But that's the worst thing. You know what I mean? Like that's the worst that he says.
4: Yeah, well, you know, we we have made tremendous progress in the states. We really have. In a really relatively short period of time, all things considered, um, for a social movement. I think we I, I think the, the states have made tremendous progress. And the and the momentum is definitely on the side of tolerance and reason, um, for sure, right now. Where it is it's no longer acceptable in most uh, decent parts of the country <laughs> to be a terrible fucking human being out loud. Right. I mean, there's still plenty of people who, who think it, but in most parts of the, of the country, you kind you know, you're, you don't know a company you're in. And so, you know, even a lot of hate filled bigot idiots will keep their mouths shut because they're afraid to, you know, like the duck dynasty guy lose his job. Um, and, you know, good idiot. But this guy is like he this is somebody who ran for president over there Um, and he tweeted just to make sure that nobody would misunderstand him. He later tweeted to confirm the meaning was rendered correctly and I had to applaud his use of render after suggesting putting people in the oven. Um, Everyone has the right to express their opinions he said unless your opinion is I love that dude. And I'm also a dude.
1: Hey guys, it's Paulie here from Richmond, Virginia. Is anybody else wondering what the fuck when this fucking Louisiana Sasquatch came out of the fucking woodwork, exercises his freedom of free speech, and all these bigoted fucks just come out of the woodwork? I never fucking knew. Holy fucking shit. Who knew that Westboro Baptist Church had such a huge fucking following? I mean, holy shit. Fucking social media blowing the fuck up. God hates fags. Kill the fucking fags. Let the fags die. What the fuck is wrong with you? This is about the whole Duck Dynasty fucking free speech controversy, I guess is what you want to call it. Phil Robertson was completely within his rights to say the piece of lying filth that he did. A&E was within their right to ban his sorry ass. The right to free speech does not make you immune from repercussions. It just means the government can't put you in prison for being a dick. The same Christian groups who are advocating... The banning of propaganda by law in countries like Russia are crying foul when A and E bans Phil Robertson from being on a TV show. It's a fucking TV show, people.
3: So Cecil,
4: this comes from SunTimes.com. This is this is local to you and I, Cecil. This comes from Chicago Sun Times. Um, Aurora political candidate Ian Bain stuffs himself into this suit in order to make <laughs> this comment. <laughs> at him in that thing he looks great <laughs> yeah he's it like the grinch is like his but instead of his heart was being two sizes too small it's like and his suit coat was two <laughs> sizes too small he's about to burst out of that thing he's the hulk that's why he's hulking yeah. out yeah i don't think so
3: no at which chin the bulk i meant the yeah, bulk. Did I say the bulk? Out, right the bulking out
4: he called phil robertson that's the duck dynasty guy uh the rosa parks of our generation uh, so if anybody, uh, was not following Robertson, um, put the duck, not, Dynasty Pat, Rob- show. not Pat
3: Robertson, Phil no, Robertson. No, no, no. his this brother, is... his younger brother, Phil, Yeah, his <laughs> younger brother, who's also a thousand years old. Yeah,
4: no kidding, or six- right? He, you know, it's funny. Cause it says he's only 67.
3: That's the hardest 67. Yeah. Man. That dude looks, he looks like a fucking, he looks like a billy goat is what he looks
4: like. He does. He does. Like he could definitely fight a troll. Yeah, you know, I'm just saying. Like, if ever there was somebody to go over a bridge and not pay the toll, Phil Robertson is your guy. Um, but he he disparaged gays in an interview uh, with GQ magazine, um, and he he also said hilariously, growing up in Louisiana before the civil rights movement, he never saw any mistreatment of blacks in Louisiana.
3: Right? No, that prior to the civil rights no, movement, it was, it was a mecca for black America back then. Right. I'm That's sure it where was they all went to go make sure they weren't mistreated. Good for them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> but to compare, didn't we just talk about this the other day? Like it's like, fucking leave Rosa Parks out no of it. Kidding, if you man. are a white Republican, stop talking about civil rights leaders. You cannot do it. You will fail. You you will become a news item for the stupid shit that you've said when you compare a hate-filled bigot with a woman who courageously stood up on the bus and became a symbol of the civil rights movement a symbol of courage how is it a symbol of courage to be like i don't like gay people Heh, hey, hey. where's my duck call like yeah. how is that the same thing <laughs>
3: Let's talk about this guy for a second. First off, how does a guy that looks like that get interviewed for GQ in the first place? I have no um, idea. What did he did he wear a suit for the like? Did they put him in like the suit and take pictures of him in a suit? I Was wonder. it their irony episode? It must like have their been irony edition of it GQ. Must have been. Yeah.
0: Was it like a the picture. what not to
3: wear? I saw because I don't know shit about that. I don't know shit about this show. I would never fucking watch this show. It's like fucking. I mean, these are these people are direct descendants of fucking hillbilly God. I mean, look at these people. (laughs) And and Sarah Palin's on one of the shows I saw, or at least she's like shaking the guy's hand or whatever. And like kind of like hanging out with him at one point. I'm like, why would anybody, you know, when people are saying, oh, my God, I can't believe he said this. I can't believe he said this or whatever. And they're getting our undies in a bunch. I'm like, of course, this dude is anti-gay. I'm like, of course he's. Look at him. You know, look at where he comes from. Look at the kind of backward fucking life he leads. You know, this guy, this guy doesn't fucking, this guy's a fucking hillbilly. And, you know, that's another conflicting thing, too, because I thought in Deliverance they liked to have anal sex. <laughs> well, not anal, but uh, you sure do got a pretty
4: mouth. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head. He's certainly got a hillbilly God thing going on. Yeah. Um, absolutely. And is it a surprise? You know that Sarah Palin would be jumping to this guy's defense? No, not at all. She'll she'll jump to any like if she she sees anything that uh enjoys killing stuff and is hateful and says incredibly stupid shit. She's going to immediately yeah. pounce on that as
3: as you know like one of her brethren. She's spotted it yeah. as like one of her own. This guy this guy is is you know multi million dollar guy? He's got a fucking I don't know from like the duck calls or whatever he does. Um, that's fucking weird. Anyway, he's got a you know multi million dollar business or whatever. I mean, I don't even know anything about him. I just know like from the from like a commercial I saw one time that they they like drive around in ATVs. Like that's all I know about the whole show is that they have a camo colored all-terrain vehicles that they drive around on, and they have really long, like, ZZ Top beards. Like, right. that's all I know about the entire show. But the guy is, you know, the guy's a multimillionaire already, and he might lose his job, although I don't know. This could be a publicity stunt through A&E. You know what I mean? Like, it could be that he'll come back. Because they did the same thing when um, Dog the Bounty Hunter said some disparaging remarks about, I think it was black people or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And he's back. Like, you know, right. he's back. He'll be back. back. This he guy quietly will be back. Too. comes back because they sell they sell ad time with him on there. And it'll be a big thing if this guy comes back too. So, it's just I mean, it's all about selling ad time. They don't give a shit whether this guy hates gays, loves gays, bangs gays, whatever. As long as it sells ad time. You know, this this guy incidentally, you know he's got a master's degree in education. But I you know, that's interesting. Okay, so you're saying he has a master's degree or whatever, you know, and I I'm not going to say that a degree makes somebody smarter or not or whatever because I don't think degrees matter really. But um, but it's interesting that he would he would have been you know educated or at least been exposed to you know some sort of liberal arts education and 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 come away with that that mindset. What it says to me more is that the self alienation of being. In that sort of insular community, will breed ideas of hate no matter what, and you're never going to be able to pop that bubble. That that bubble's always going to be there. That's what it says to me.
4: Yeah, it's just it's 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 just an interesting sort of aside because you see him and it's and and he sort of presents this image, and I didn't realize this until I don't know a, a day or two ago. Like he presents this image as just this backwoods hillbilly sort of a guy, and then. You know, you, you read a story or two about him, and you realize, like, wow, okay, this guy's had, he's had opportunities in his life, um, and he walked away from a lot of opportunity. He walked away from the opportunity to play football. He walked away from uh, his master's degree in education. He see stopped teaching after only a few years, and like he became like an alcoholic and was abusive to his family and got into crime. And he used to like hide in the woods to get away from authority figures. And like he's just, he's just kind of a fucking nut, is what he is. Like, he strikes me as a guy who's just kind of crazy, but he made a lot of money. So instead of being crazy, now we call him eccentric. Right. You know? And is it a surprise that he's, like, spewing this sort of, like, anachronistic, hate-filled bullshit? No, not really. It doesn't—I mean, it doesn't surprise me at all. The producers, like, at A&E that have his show shouldn't be surprised by this either. I mean, they they couldn't have been taken aback. It's not like— they give you a show without vetting who you are a little bit first.
1: Allah!
3: Allah! Allah. Allah. So Cecil,
4: what's got no thumbs? And hates
3: <laughs> <laughs> stealing? The guy in our next story? <laughs> oh,
4: fuck. Radical. <laughs> This story is from al <laughs> B- Beta. Beta. beta.org Radical Islamist amputates hands in accordance with Sharia law. Um, so some dude, an Egyptian guy, uh, was kind of... He was a thief. Uh, he right. was kind of addicted right. to thiefing. Right. So in order to prevent himself, in order to properly punish himself for stealing... He asked uh, the, like, Sharia court or what have you, they, you know, he got caught stealing. And he said, you've got to cut off my hands. And they refused to cut off his hands. So he did the only logical thing. He cut off his one hand by laying it on the train tracks and waiting for a train to go
3: by. That seems like a bad way to do it. Yeah. Because it really upon does. reviving himself <laughs> after being, you know, mauled by, basically a train. mauled by a train and losing a lot of blood. He went to the townspeople to show the stump of his bloodied arm while yelling at the top of his youngs, people. I was a thief and praise Allah. He has forgiven me. And uh, and actually that was met with a rounder of applause. So but there, it, was, it was only one hand clapping. So yeah, it was right? really it was really almost very silent. It was a cone. Yeah.
4: <laughs> well, and then it wasn't enough,
3: Cecil, because
4: no, he kept stealing. No, no,
3: Sure. Yeah. I mean,
4: yeah. So he had to do it again. Yeah. Same method. So at least at least he liked the method. So he went to the train tracks again. Although I guess your options
3: for cutting off your other hand are sort of limited at that point. I would just I would just go steal something in Iran and ask him to use that hand chopper off her machine. They got a
4: nifty machine, yeah. Well what if they yeah. only take the fingers and you can still sort of grasp with your nubs. <laughs>
3: When, when is this guy gonna pluck out his eye? Because isn't that the next bit that you're supposed to do? I don't know.
4: He's gonna systematically dismantle himself. Yeah, as he's gonna be nothing <laughs> left. He's just gonna be like a torso. No disassemble, Johnny.
3: Five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the guy's clearly crazy, though. I mean, yeah, he oh, must, yeah. like this the... guy is fucking totally nutty. Does this come from anything but like the religious nonsense? Though you know no. what I mean. Like this can't. can't. You know what I mean like is there a secular analog to this where we could say, yeah, that guy did something and thought he should cut his own hand off to please not something, nothing, nothing. Like I mean right. like there's there's nothing, there's no secular analog. N- no,
4: because the thing is like, if you go crazy and you latch on to as part of your delusional belief system you you latch onto a hyper religiosity focus and then you start reading through this thing that's full of violent imagery and um you know terrible uh, repercussions for minor actions you know and, and stealing is minor by comparison to maiming for example right um you know you're you're bound to do terrible harm to yourself or to other people you know, what are you going to do? I mean, like, what's the, what would be the secular analog? Like, you go crazy, you have a delusion, and instead of becoming hyper-religious, let's say you become hyper-lawful. You know, if government is the, is the secular analog to religious authority. So you become hyper-lawful, and you start reading books, and you're like, ah, oh, I should uh, uh, turn myself in. And then you turn yourself in, and that's the end of it. Right? I mean, like, nothing happens. You still at least have all your fucking limbs. Even if you end up in jail, Yeah, you still have all your bits and bobs. Like, you're not... <laughs> right? <laughs> you you didn't, like, undergo a dramatic weight loss as a result. Sure.
3: You didn't think you were Voltron taking right? off parts of your body. <laughs> That'd be funny, though, if he had, like, a cat strapped to his arm and that was his arm. You know, oh, like, my two God. cats. <laughs> Walking around with two cats strapped <laughs> to his arm. Or <laughs> those little meerkats that are out there, those That'd little tiny good. little things. That'd be good. Sure, he oh, needs then, a helper but, monkey, is what he needs now. But,
4: but then, what do you do if the fucking cats steal stuff?
3: Oh man, well, they you got to
4: cut off their little cat hands <laughs> with like a toy train it's like <laughs> a Russian nesting
3: doll of amputation. <laughs>
4: it's small. It's an endless regression of tiny yeah. hands. <laughs>
3: So we want to thank all the people who have donated so far to their food banks, their local food banks. Tom, we've we've gotten almost, uh, I want to say, $650 so far uh, that have been donated on other people's behalf. So we're inching closer to a $3,000 goal, but we we kind of uh, messed up on the date. We really shouldn't be going, we shouldn't be trying to finish this by the end of uh, December. We should be trying to finish it by the end of January so more people can do the Snap Challenge.
4: Yeah, absolutely. In fact, um, I was going to do the snap challenge, but then I realized that it was going to uh, conflict with the holidays and it just wasn't practical. Um, you know, we want it to be something that's practical. So the idea of the snap challenge is if you're thinking about donating to the food bank and you just want to donate, just donate. But if you're thinking, well, you know, I don't know how much to donate or maybe you don't have um, you do you don't have the perceived uh, room in your budget One of the things that you can do, and it's something that I'm going to do, is I'm going to take a week, and I'm going to live on the Supplemental Nutritional Assistance Program funds. So that's $32. That's how much you get if you were on SNAP. So it's $32, American. I'm going to live on that for one week as far as my food. So that's everything I eat, everything I drink, breakfast, lunch, and dinner for seven days. Um, I'm going to take the difference between what I would normally spend. So I'll have to keep some track beforehand. The difference between what I would normally spend on those 21 meals, three meals times seven, those 21 meals, and the $32. So if I normally spend, uh, you know, $90 on food in a week, say, and I don't know what that number will be until I do it. But let's say I spend $90 in food in a week and I, uh, you know, have the $32 snap challenge. I'm going to donate then $68, you know, the difference – I did my math wrong – $58, I'm sorry – Um, to the food depository. And that would give me uh, money that I can donate that, that I don't really have to even see. I don't have to budget for it. It doesn't have to, it's money I was going to spend anyway. I normally spend $90. I'm going to spend 32 this week. I'm going to get some understanding of what it is to live on that budget, gain some appreciation for that, and then donate the difference to people who really need it.
3: Yeah, and so far, you know, it's great to see different people given different to different places, and this is this is affecting, like we said last time, this is affecting you locally. So it's not uh, it's not a global challenge; it's just a local challenge. So it's to give give to give to people that are nearby, that are looking for food, that don't have money this this holiday season and past the holiday season to feed themselves adequately. And these there's there's tons of these uh, food pantries all over the world just give to your local one send us the receipt you can cross out all the stuff on there so you cross out the you know the the name everything all we need to do is see the amount and your email address and that's it um, and we'll uh, will once we reach 3000 Tom and I are going to give $300 between the two of us to the local food depository here the greater chicago food depository so please consider giving to your local food depository and sending us the receipt we got an interesting email from Alexi here Tom. Alexi says um, this is talking about last week with the guy who the judge who said the teen had influenza and should not have been uh doesn't need to go through all the like the prison time should just get probation and that's what they sent him to. And Tom and I were sort of lamenting that fact and he said There's another possible contributing factor to the way poor people are treated in our justice system. It is less sinister uh, than other ones. Judges likely see protection of people from criminals as a critical part of their mission. They may perceive poor people to be more of a threat to society than rich people. This could result in the judges giving different sentences for similar crimes. And I think that's a great point.
4: Yeah, I think it's an interesting point. I think it's unfortunate that we see poor people as a threat. But I think it's probably a reality. Um, I think that that's that's a very astute observation. It's an unfortunate observation, but it's a very astute observation. And thank you for sending the email.
3: Uh, We got an interesting email from Zach. Zach said um, that he came up with, he was challenged, he was recently challenged by someone during a conversation about morality to come up with a better list of the Ten Commandments. He came up with three on the spot, and he figured he could do better with some thought. Uh, he made the list over lunch, and he wanted us to read it. So this is his version, what would be a version of, like, rules for morality.
4: I love, too, that that you can build this over lunch. Yeah. You know, that it's, like, it's not so difficult. Um, also, the Ten Commandments are pretty shit. So uh, the first one, his. Act in the spirit, not merely the letter. Critically examine your beliefs and actions. Treat others as they would have you treat them. Reduce suffering. Do not engage in predatory practices. Do not demonize others. Promote progress. After you think, act. Encourage others to follow these recommendations. So I think that's a pretty reasonable list. Yeah. Yeah. Very yeah. reasonable.
3: I like and too I think- that you'd
4: even have to go to ten.
3: Yeah. You know, yeah, you don't have to go to 10. And, and you're right about the Ten Commandments. I think the Ten Commandments are just stupid. I mean, just because everybody always kind of quotes them and they, and they want to post them every goddamn place in the United States. You know, you want every fucking urinal is going to have them over the fucking, you know what I mean? Like where you have to stare at them when you piss or whatever. That's what they would love to have. But you're just like the Ten Commandments are dumb. It's like it, fucking it really half is. of them are just throw out commandments. They're just like bronze age stupid, throw me out. And a couple of them are just so simple, just like, don't kill people. Okay, thanks for <laughs> telling me, dude.
4: Oh, was, uh, hold on a minute. I had this knife poised over the heart yeah. of my, you know, youngest son, but I didn't know that it yeah. was wrong. I it's so it's such a fucking ridiculous idea that we don't have any way to understand right and wrong uh without this silly ass fucking list, and and like you said, it's a shit list. It really is a stupid fucking list that doesn't address any of the real uh, moral issues that are relevant. I mean, like it's like, like don't steal stuff, oh, don't lie, don't steal stuff, don't kill people. Well, fuck you. What do you have that's path? You know the. Wh- now that we're out of kindergarten, do you have anything to say to me? No. Yeah. Oh, okay. right. Well, take your book and spin it sideways. Who
1: gives yeah. a shit? <laughs>
3: We got an interesting email from Josh. Josh says, uh, you know, hey, guys, Glory Hole, etc." He was browsing Kickstarter, and, uh, and he said, here's a guy who's dedicated eight years of his life to a cross-shaped Christmas tree. And Tom and I looked at this tree, and it is the ugliest Christmas so tree. It's I ugly. It is. I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Christmas trees. I think they're awesome most of the time because they're decorated really nice. I know you think they're gaudy, Tom, but I like them. This is ugly. That is definitively an oh. ugly tree. It's it's like a garland fart. Yeah, it's just absolutely <laughs> it's, horrible. Yeah, it's, it's it's not good. No, at all. It's terrible. And and you said Tom right after we watched it, you're just like, this proves that anybody could do anything on Kickstarter anytime. How does this take eight years? That's the thing that that blows my
4: mind. He had to get an engineering degree first. And Fifteen minutes at Home Depot, right? It's, it's a yeah. fucking cross. That technology's been around for a while. A little bit. A little Vertical bit. Vertical stick plus horizontal <laughs> stick. <laughs> That's not hard. Let's not get crazy there. The, the, what, do you, what did he struggle with? Like wrapping it in fake tree stuffs?
3: Yeah. It's really stupid. It's a what? stupid looking tree. And I would link to it so you could see it, but I, I refuse no, to. No, don't, don't, don't. I'm not going to give this guy more page views. No. So, but honestly, like what took eight years? I don't, I don't know. I seriously couldn't He traveled it to Tibet and asked somebody if it was a good idea and then
4: traveled back. <laughs> you, I don't see what would take you more than maybe seven or eight minutes yeah. on Google <laughs> Sketch. I
3: know. It'd be like he literally could do it with a staple gun, <laughs> two fucking two by fours, and an old Christmas tree that you don't use anymore. Right? Right? It's the dumbest thing I've ever ah. seen on Kickstarter ever. Or a, re- a real Christmas tree and a Sawzall. Yeah. No kidding. You know what I mean? Where like it, you could just hedge trim that shit into a cross. Because guys, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's just a cross <laughs> covered in fake Christmas tree. Right. It's it's like a yeah, it's like pipe cleaner Christmas tree that looks like a cross. Yeah.
4: It, there's nothing like and he calls it a crossmas tree.
3: It is a cross. Just so tree. that it
4: sounds sure. ugly too. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like just to make sure. That nobody,
3: <laughs> now nobody wants to We wanted buy to offend it. as many senses as we could. So. <laughs> it probably even smells bad. <laughs> it tastes terrible, too. <laughs> so, Tom, we got an email from Anonymous Sex Portal about uh, children and, uh, inquisit- and them being inquisitive. I'm super pissed right now. My son, who's five, likes to watch YouTube videos while I'm at
4: work. Today, apparently, because he's never asked me this before, he asked me if I knew how Jesus Christ died. And then he told me he died on the cross. Then he started asking questions about it that I felt very uncomfortable, unprepared, and unqualified to answer. Not the least of which was because I was trying to play Super Smash Brothers Brawl (laughs) with him at the time. It's awesome. That is great. Um, So he says, I'm assuming he saw some kind of Christian advertisement or propaganda either in the advertisements on YouTube or someone had a whole video devoted to the Jesus myth, and he watched it. I'm an atheist slash Buddhist. My wife is agnostic. We joke about religion almost all the time, and now I'm not sure how to even breach the topic with my five year old son. Thanks a lot, Christians. Any suggestions? <laughs> Thanks, Obama.
3: Right, right. Well, I, you know, I just want to bun in because I don't have a son, so I don't know. I mean, but but the first thing that comes to my mind is, um. There's no reason to shelter him from this stuff. Right? Uh, he's going to in, in, encounter, like, if you're in the United States, and you may be, I don't know if you are or not, but I'm presuming you are. Um, you're in the United States, 70% of the people here are Christian. So you're going to run in, and like, I want to say it's like 80% or 90% of the people in the United States are religious. You know what I mean? So if they're not Christian, they're something else. He's going to run into religious people. He's going to run into other ideas. He's going to, you know, Turn on, uh, you know, maybe one day when he's watching TV, he may watch, you know, maybe turn on TV and uh, the Ten Commandments with uh, Charlton Heston comes on, or, uh, or he could see the pad, the, the what is it? What do they call it? The Jesus Chainsaw mask or the Passion of the Christ, or was that what it was called? Something like that. He could see something like that on television, or he could hear a Christian song. He's going to have to know what it is. You know so I think, I think the best bet is just to tell him, just be like, well, this is what some people believe. We don't believe that stuff because we, we require evidence. I think that's probably the best way to go about it. Yeah, that's
4: almost exactly what I do with with my kid. I mean, when he was real young, you know, we would drive past buildings and he would ask what they were, um, and he would, we would drive past there was a church near our house, and he'd drive past a church. and when he was real little, he'd say, "What's that?" And I'd say, "That's a church." And he'd say, "What's well, a church?" I'd say, well, "It was a kind of business." What do they sell? Nothing we're buying and that's that was the end of that conversation and that works when he's real little, but you know when he got a little older the the kids across the street you know that he plays with all the time they come from a Catholic family, and you know they talk about Jesus and they wear a cross and they go to i don't know if it's c c d at that age or some kind yeah, of yeah, religious yeah. education um of some kind, and, and that's important to them, and they talk about it. Like, kids talk, you know, and they're going to see videos on YouTube, and they're going to be exposed to these things. Um, and we just, you know, we have very frank conversations about it. My son, he's very interested in in God. He's very interested in God and Jesus, and, you know, I'm, I'm happy to talk to him about it. If he asks me, you know, wh- who is Jesus, I tell him, you know. Some people believe that Some people believe in magic, is what I usually start out with. You know, some people believe in magic. In our family, we don't believe in magic. Um, You're welcome to believe in magic if you think that it's real. If you see some reason to think it, we can certainly talk about it and you can always believe what you want to believe. But, you know, some people believe in magic and this is a kind of magic that they believe in and this is how they think the world works. It's just not how your mom and I think the world works. What do you think? And the conversations. You know, at five and six, are you can have those, and they're they're not terribly intimidating. He's not going to suddenly, uh, you know, switch over to the dark side. He's not going to sneak off in the middle of the night
3: to church just because you chatted about it. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think too. We, you know, you've got to make sure that you're telling him about that sort of thing, just so he's prepared for it. Yeah, because you'd much prefer you tell him that it's bullshit now on your own. Or at least, you know, lead him in that direction, then have him get one of those flyers like your kid got from that for that party, oh. that Christian party or whatever. I and then be like, Well, I'm gonna go to this party. And then they go to a party and then they're like baptized when they come home or something. You know what I mean? So it could yep. be a lot worse. So my suggestion to you, anonymous sex portal, is just you know, just try to talk to him. I know it sucks because you you don't want to, but uh, but I would say just go for it. Tom, we got a we got a an email from somebody who's mad at us because we homeschool bashed like dicks. Yeah, you know, I can't believe we would do this. Let me read Gosh. this
4: uh, this email. Um, hey guys, on your last podcast, you guys talked about how incompetent homeschool children were compared to their superior publicly educated counterparts. Despite being raised in a Christian home in Texas, although I'm an atheist now, and being homeschooled until university, I'm still a successful, intelligent person the public education system in the majority of states is completely broken and frankly quite shitty. I would venture to say that the level of education you received at your spectacular public school is nowhere near as great as the education I received in my own home. Judging by the fact that one of you has a degree in English lit and the other in philosophy and new media, your education could not have been that rigorous. So please, before claiming that the public education that the public education, okay, is so much better than a person can achieve on their own. That's not a complete thought. At least
3: have a degree that means something. <clears throat> does that work? Hold on, I want to read that again. So, please, before claiming that the public education is so much better than a person can achieve on their own, does that, I, It doesn't sound like it works. Maybe no. I'm reading it wrong. No, I'm getting you know, it's probably just because I'm publicly educated. It, that's that's, that's probably, the yeah, case. yeah, that's probably why.
4: Uh, at least have a degree that means something. At least have a degree that means something. Okay, fair um, enough. Yeah.
3: yeah, asshole.
4: I normally yeah. <laughs> enjoy your. Pod- <laughs> I normally, <laughs> I normally enjoy your podcast. Podcast, but disenfranchising the education that a person receives because it's not done in the traditional manner is closed minded It is close-minded. I've personally witnessed the blue jean Bible thumping dipshits that you guys like to talk about so much. While they do exist in the homeschool community, right. they are not nearly as prevalent as you would think. Right. For being so open-minded, you guys sure do latch onto the homeschool stereotype quite strongly. I would urge you to rethink your stance and apply the same thought process to homeschoolers that you would to any other group of people.
3: So I I I just want to say a couple things. Uh first, I want to say that we disclaimed the that this was not everybody's homeschool experience. I think I said something like I'm sure there's people out there that got good homeschool experiences. What we were talking about is a specific story. So we were talking about this story in particular, which is the people who had, you know, what's a water spout? It's two dry ducks or a playground or whatever
1: the fuck it was.
3: crazy. Like, it was like, I, and you know, like, I know you're, you're bagging on me for going to public school or whatever, but I, I will tell you right now, I never, ever, ever in my life had a, had a question that easy on anything I've ever done. There's never been a question. I mean, you could fall down And, you know, hit the right spot on the Scantron (laughs) on that one. That's so easy. So, you know, uh, those people were clearly being uh, given a curriculum that was very substandard. And that's what we were talking about. So if we if we said, you know, we didn't say the entirety of homeschooling. We specifically disclaimed it wasn't the entirety of homeschooling. But if you took offense, we did not mean to offend you. um, Because like we said, there are some people out there that that do have a good homeschooling experience and learn a lot. Um, I also just want to say that I did not decide my degree in philosophy or in new media when I got my bachelor's or my master's um, when on based on rigor. I was not I did not walk in and think this is going to be the most rigorous thing I can get. And I didn't pick the guy, the counselor up behind from behind the desk and be like,
4: I need something really tough. <laughs> <laughs> What's the hardest I did, thing? Yeah, I, got, didn't,
3: man? I didn't. Yeah, I didn't do it. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't do that. I basically said, "What am I interested in?" And that's what I took. And that's, I think, what people do when they go to college. I don't think anybody goes to be find the most rigorous thing. I also note that you didn't mention what your degree was in. It was uh, in rigor. After you, no, it, it was, was just
4: rigor. just got it a fucking rigor. degree in that's rigor. Great.
3: Yeah, well, just that's a good degree.
4: That's
1: a, a good rigor degree. degree.
4: Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, thanks for your email. Uh, I agree the public education system is in many parts of the country broken. You are right about that. It is not good in many parts of the country. Uh, I would argue, however, that the public education system is at the very least a system. Yeah. As opposed to <laughs> homeschooling, which is not in actuality
3: a system, yeah. but just a, yeah, I'm homeschooling them. Yep. And that's and that's pretty much it. That's um, so true. I know people that are being homeschooled. Um, and as a kid, I was actually homeschooled for a year. And what happened when I went back to school was I was held back a year. <laughs> so.
4: <laughs> yeah, you can get a great education um, with the right parent homeschooling you um, and the right materials and the right resources and the right access to other specialists and experts. You know, the problem uh, with homeschooling isn't that it can't be done well um it's just that uh it's not a system so it's piecemeal uh maybe it's done great in the house at one two three main street and maybe it's done for shit at the house at four five six elm street uh but there's nobody checking there's nobody knocking on the door um Public school systems also are not very good sometimes, but there are a lot of people checking. Um, You also have access in public school systems to uh, special education resources. Uh, My son is being screened for speech uh, deficits uh, that he may have. Uh, I got an evaluation from his teacher just the other day, as a matter of fact. Uh, That's a special education resource that's available to me that is a resource I do not possess as a non-speech pathologist. (laughs) So the public school system certainly has some things going for them. Um, We could argue back and forth, but we're not going to. Um, And again, we didn't say that every homeschooler is for shit, but I'll tell you what, the homeschool curriculum we talked about from that story is certainly for shit. And it's actually probably worse than nothing. Um, I do also want to address when you say um, before claiming the public education system is so much better than a person can achieve on their own, uh, at least have a degree that means something. Uh, I think uh, there are a lot of people with philosophy degrees, Peter Bogosian, for example, who would argue that his degree is meaningful. Um, I think there are a lot of people with English degrees that would argue that their degrees were meaningful. Uh, I felt mine was very meaningful, which is why I got it. So, not sure what the I mean, can you do. You only have to get
3: a degree in what you approve of. Yeah, no. It's, it what you have to do is you have to send meaningful. this guy an email, yeah. and what, you, what and if he approves your degree, then he'll he'll contact the the registrar, and then you can get into that school based on whether or not he thinks it's meaningful. Yeah, if if Tyler likes it, so. Yeah. <laughs>
1: It's got to be Tyler
3: approved, approved. And then if Tyler it is, approves, we're good then you to go. can get it. So, um, yeah. It's <laughs> thanks, for, thanks, thanks, bro. Thanks for that. Yeah. That's, <laughs> cool email, though. I, I got to ask. Are you mad, bro? <laughs> <laughs> also, I'm going to send this back corrected, by the way. I'm going to correct it and send <laughs> It'd it back. It would be to awesome you. to red pen this thing and yeah,
1: I'm fucking ship it back Pen your to
3: email. Him. We received a really nice uh, uh, email from, from Ian. Ian said that he got a $25 iTunes gift card uh, last Christmas, but unfortunately, it's only redeemable in the U.S. That he's like I, don't, and so he's like, I don't know any Americans, <laughs> so you guys are it. So he sent uh, the card code to us. So thank you very much, Ian. That's very nice of you to do.
4: It was very nice of you. Thank you very much for doing that, and thanks for thinking of us as the
3: only Americans on your list. I know. I feel we're special. Representing. I feel special. It's awesome. Uh, we got an interesting email from Henry. Henry sends uh an image, and I'm not gonna spoil the image because it's funny. So you'll have to go to this episode, episode 130 of uh, Cognitive Dissonance, and uh, on dissonancepod.com, and you'll be able to see his image. His image will be gracing are this episode. So thank you, Henry, for sending it in. This last week, the reason why this show is relatively short is because uh, this last week we recorded with Ross from Skeptically Challenged as well as Geo from Geologic. He's having a solstice episode that's coming out on the 24th that I, I think I'm going to be, I hope he edits it well because I tried to be funny in it and it didn't work at all. So I hope, <laughs> it's my sincere hope that he edits very well. Uh, if not, it's going to be absolutely cringeworthy. Uh, but, uh, but it's going to be out there in the, in the, in the, uh, in the internet world and you'll be able to catch it next week. You'll be able to catch it, but we'll, we'll have a short show this week for us. And then you can listen to Ross's show with Tom, myself and Gio as the guests. We talked about a whole bunch of stuff and somebody was talking about atheist Christmas to us, Tom. They said, you should probably try to do that. Well, we actually talked about atheist Christmases and Christmassy stuff on this particular episode, so hopefully people will be able to tune it in.
4: Yeah, it's it's worth your time. If you've not checked out his show, um, do so. Take a visit over there, support another podcast. Um, Gio is his usual awesome, incredible
3: erudite self, so um, if you don't go for us, go for Gio and Ross. Yeah, exactly, yeah. All right, so that wraps it up for this week. Uh, We will be back uh, with another show before the new year. And we're hoping, you know, there's a couple people we're looking to have on in the future. Uh, One person we're looking to have on is No Illusions uh, in the future. We're also looking to have on, uh, if we can ever get the time to read his thing, we're going to have Sean Faircloth on. So there's a couple of people here and there that are going to be on in the future. uh, But definitely check out Ross's show. And until next time, we're going to leave you, as always, with the skeptic's creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy
4: issue, hypno-Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo-quasi-alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead, pan, sales pitch, late night infodocutainment. He called Phil Robertson, that's the Duck Dynasty guy, uh, the Rosa Parks of our generation.
3: (coughs) Keep going. That's going to go on the fucking
4: reel at the end. I know it.
3: 40 fucking sneezes in a row there. (laughs)
4: I'm allergic to all the work of the podcast.
3: (laughs) All the work.
4: (laughs) Holding you up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Oh, shitty.